going on, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading this week's Tour Junkies podcast, brought to you by EliteEventsAndTickets.com. Listen up, if you guys want to make it to the Ryder Cup, Elite Events and Tickets has all the packages that you need, whether big or small, practice round or tournament round. These guys have it. They can get you lodging. They can get you tickets. They can get you a chef if you want. Transportation. EliteEventsAndTickets.com has it all. I've used them myself. They are a top-notch experience. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. So check them out at EliteEventsAndTickets.com. We really appreciate partnering with those guys. Hey, this is a great podcast. It's full of two awesome interviews. The first one is going to be our boy Beef, Andrew Beef Johnston. He is a, a European tour player who has just caught fire here lately. We really appreciate Beef being on the show. He was a lot of fun, so enjoy that. And then following Beef, we're going to have our buddy Ben Coley on the show from England. He contributes for SportingLife.com. He's grown up as a handicapper his whole life. He knows what he's talking about. You'll want to listen to this guy, trust me. And he's got some great insight on the British Open coming up in just a week from now. So check out the Ben Coley interview at the end. It's good stuff, and it will it will lead into what we're going to talk about next week as we preview the British Open. So thanks again for downloading the Tour Junkies podcast. As always, may your screens be green. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Tour Junkies podcast. I'm David. I've got Pat Perry on the line with me, and we are really excited to bring to you yet another awesome player interview. We've got a guy who has been really popular lately. You may not have known much about him before. He plays a lot uh, across the pond on the European tour, but he's been playing some more events here in the States. Uh, played well at Oakmont for the U.S. Open in his first major, uh, finishing t 54 He's 27 years old. He's from London, England, and he's the 108th ranked golfer in the world and moving up rapidly, I believe. It is Andrew Beef Johnston. How you doing, Andrew? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? You're great. I'm great. Glad to have you. So, yes, man. Andrew, you are you are in Ohio right now, correct? In Akron, getting ready for the Bridgestone. Yep, that is right. That is right. I'm um, here, man, in Ohio, having a good time. You know, do all the fans in Ohio right now still have tears in their eyes after LeBron finally brought home the championship? Have you noticed yeah, any of that? So. <laughs> yeah, I think so, man. I think so. I heard that um, J.R. Smith was here at the course. That's right. right. Today. And uh, the first thing I asked was, like, has he got his shirt off still? Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing that, man. It's made me laugh. You guys should compare tattoos. Uh, <laughs> I think he's got a few more than me, yeah? <laughs> I think if I take my shirt off, I will get told to put it back on. <laughs> well, well, you know, speaking of, like, athletes outside of, of golf, like, is there a famous athlete that you would just absolutely love to meet? Are you a big sports fan outside of golf? Or? Yeah, yeah, big sports fan, man. I love it all. Um, well, there's a few, yeah, a few basketball players. I, I love watching LeBron play. Um, I went to Miami Heat game, man, years ago. It was when they had Shaq. They were like the worst team in the league. Um, <laughs> and then obviously they got they got like Bosch, LeBron, and and that and won a few championships. So I was following it quite a lot. Um, so yeah, I still I still follow LeBron, watch him. I think he's amazing. And how can you not like um, 
Steph Curry as well. That's right, yeah. Oh, it's a joke. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah. I love sports, love obviously my football as well. Big Arsenal fans there. Yeah. Yeah, football's a little different where we're from, Beef. Uh, football for us yeah. is Southeastern Conference college football uh, yeah, with yeah. an oblong ball. So, you know, I, I hear you there. but <laughs> And you throw it, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> what um yeah. you know, you, you're pretty active on Twitter, Andrew, and and I would I would venture to say you're becoming one of our favorite Twitter follows. And the golf world, for those who are active, is pretty fun on Twitter. But who's one of your favorite Twitter follows? Who's Beef Johnson following right now that people should take oh. note of and follow? My god, that's a tough question, man. Um <laughs> Who do I like on Twitter? I think you post some funny stuff up. I know it's really wrong, but Johnny Knoxville's one of my favorites. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he does it or someone else does it, but he's constantly putting up these stupid pictures and stuff like that with his comments <laughs> on them. And it's just, I can sit there and I won't go on his Twitter page for like months. And then I, if I'm bored, I just, oh my God, I haven't been on it for ages. Flick through and that, and have a giggle on it, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Knoxville, that's kind of a throwback. He he feels almost irrelevant now, but that's a that's a good one. That's a, you did good on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He cracks me up, man. It just well, you know, cracks me up. A lot of your stuff on Twitter is is about food, obviously, with the nickname Beef. Um, and, yeah. and I was watching some video today. Listen, man, are, are people just giving you food on the side of the street? You, you're like a household pet for the PGA Tour fans. I just see people handing you sandwiches or something. What's going on with it? I know. It's just mad. Everyone's, I went down and said Swenson's. And then they were like, yeah, I have a burger. And then it was funny. I was just playing on the course. And is it, um, and then and I walked over there. I was like, I played about four holes. I was hungry. And then I got a tackle. And he was like, it's on me. And I was like, I walked off at the time because I had to go. I teed off, and there was people behind. So my brother, my manager, come up and that, and he was like, he gave it to us for free. I thought, what is going on? But, um, what's the worst food you've had over over here in the state? What, what's the worst? The worst. Um, Apple. I think it was Applebee's. It was terrible. Oh god! When I had yeah. it long. Yeah, <laughs> that was really bad. And that and. I, I was it, that was in March. I was over in March. My sister lives in Florida, and I was driving past, and then I said, "We'll go Applebee's." I said, My girlfriend, we'll go Applebee's, and then we come out, and I was like, "What have we just done?" <laughs> I was like, "What are we doing?" I like to call <laughs> that place Crapplebee's. Crapplebee's yeah, is the better word for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's perfect. <laughs> so bad. So now you know. Have you ever bit competed? Because we know you're a competitor. So have you ever competed in an eating contest? No, I've always wanted to do it. Yeah. Something I, I keep saying, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And then I never what get around food? to doing one. What food would you want it to be if you, if you were in an eating contest? What do you think you could do better than anybody else? Oh, man, I reckon a burger or something. I reckon I could eat pretty fast. So, yeah. you know, David, David mentioned, obviously, that we're uh, so we're in Augusta. And, uh, you know, if one of the biggest things there is if you win the Masters, you get the green jacket, but you also get to to uh, decide on the champion's dinner the following year. So what would your 
champion's dinner consist of uh, after you won the Masters? How, how does it work? Can you bring, like, your own chef in? Do they bring yeah. that? Oh, yeah. It'd be my mate. He's, he, he started working out in the States a couple of years ago. Um, he was football coaching over here. And um, he fell in love with barbecue food. And he come back, and now he can't stop smoking food and barbecue food. It's ridiculous, but his food's so good. And then I keep telling him, you need to get like a pop-up in England and stuff like that and get on. I'd bring him over, man, and get him cook some pulled pork or some brisket or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's phenomenal. It's so good. I'd bring him over, man. <laughs> that sounds good. Be a did, uh, did I think Spieth yeah. do, uh, did Jordan Spieth do like Texas barbecue or something? Is that what he did, Pat? He did. He did. That's correct. Yeah. Well, so what about, yeah, what about, what about beer of choice? So I know that, I know that if you like to drink some beer and I think that's kind of one of the sound bites that, that has, uh, a lot of people have grabbed hold of after you won, but, you know, we forgot to mention that actually in the intro that, you know, you won the Spanish open earlier this year on yeah. the European tour. Um, sorry to, sorry to forget that, but that's a, that's a big accomplishment. And you mentioned that you just want to go get hammered. So, um, we like that. We, you know, we like to say when we're doing the podcast that we're, we're having some podcast juice. It's kind of what we call it. That's the, that's the kid friendly <laughs> version of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. But what would be, what would be your, what's your beer of choice? Like if you just had to be stuck with the same beer for the rest of your life, what would that be? Oh man, it have to be some kind of like craft beer. What did I have the other day that was really good? There's, there's a drink, there's a, there's a beer back home. And it's called the East Coast IPA, which mm-hmm. I can't stop drinking it when I'm back. It's at my golf club. I can't stop drinking it. But oh man, that's a tough one. So the IPA is a good choice. What about yeah, any kind of craft beer? American. What about a favorite American beer? Is there a beer over here that you just really like? Have Have you heard? There's actually there's ones. Have you heard of? Um, Beaver Town. Is it Beaver Town? I've not heard of Beaver Town. Have you? Pat, have you? I, I think they're American. I think they're American. Beaver Town. Uh, well. Look it up. Okay. I think they are American. And that they're really Yo. good. We'll have to check that out. I don't know that I've gotten that one. So it's not Bud Light. Yeah. That's good. No, no, no. None of that light stuff. None of the light stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so if I were a guest, if I if I came to see you in England and I were a guest in your home and you were gonna and you said, What do you want to drink? And I'm like, Man, I want you to make me the beef special. Like is the beef special beverage gonna be a beer or, or are you also kind of a you, you got you got a little liquor side to you and what would that be? Yeah, I love my whiskeys and my bourbons. I like that. Okay. But it'd probably be um a good um old fashioned. Okay, bourbon. I like that. Yeah, it'd probably be that, man. And then, and then I'll probably mess it up, and I'll say, well, let's go out and get one. <laughs> uh, well, so when you're not when you're not drinking or partying or eating or sleeping or playing golf, what what else do you like to do, if anything? Well, I like to chill with my mates a lot. Um, watch sport all the time. I tend to chill out. Watch sport. Um, occasionally play some some sport I play a bit of like why well, as you call it I play some soccer back home a little bit yep. but not anymore as the injuries and stuff like that I like to do a bit of boxing as well at a time get a little bit angry nice. out but generally man anything play a bit of playstation as long as I'm with my mates man or whatever I'm happy 
I like it. I like it. Well, one of the things that we do for fun is obviously this podcast, and we talk a lot about fantasy golf. So have you heard of, uh, I mean, obviously where you come from, gambling is no big deal, and it's, it's all over the place, whereas in the States, they act like it's, you know, the, the cardinal sin, and in a lot of places, it's it's not legal. Uh, but this DraftKings thing is the fantasy golf stuff that, that we we talk a lot about and has recently come over to the UK. Have you heard any at all about DraftKings? Yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard a little bit about it. Um, it's start you can pick it like weekly now, right? People, yeah, are doing it daily yeah. and stuff like that. It's, I keep picking up on it, but I don't know too much about about it. Yeah, so so basically, like for example, this week, you know, they they take the PGA contest, they take the field, and they they basically put odds on every player, and then they assign a price to you guys. And um, so you know, the most expensive this week would be Jason Day. Uh, and the cheapest yeah. guy is some a- Asian guy that we've not heard of, um, and and everybody in between. And you have to field a lineup of six players under a salary cap, and you compete against a bunch of people, and you make you, you know you can win real money doing it, and, and a lot of times big money. So, um, oh, wow, you know it, it it helps us learn a lot about guys like you because you know you're in the field, and we're wondering you know who he is and what's he like, and does the course set up for him, and so it, it ends up having us watch a lot of golf tournaments that sometimes maybe we just wouldn't want to watch. Um, but yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. And it's, it's, it's taken over here in the States and we're just hoping that they legalize it and quit being, quit being stupid about it. But I don't know if you heard anything about it. Some of the other players we've interviewed have heard fans yelling stuff out about DraftKings or tweeting, tweeting players about DraftKings. I don't know. Yeah. Tell the truth. Someone did uh, tweet me last week in Germany and about his fantasy team. And he said, I picked you, and I had like so many others, and you were the only one that didn't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. he said to me, and I went, "Sorry, mate." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's important uh, that all so your yeah. guys that all your guys make the cut. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, that was it. Yeah. Good news is you're guaranteed four rounds this week, right? So there we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, have you ever had anyone yell "tour junkies" to you on the golf course? No. No. <laughs> uh, if, if 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 they did, what would you do? I'd laugh, man. I'd just laugh and put my thumb up. Like, I think they could yell pretty much anything and I'd laugh. And, like, you could moon them or something? That'd be kind of funny. Moon <laughs> them? <laughs> That's instant, instant two years, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I know. Also know. Also know you like to dance because we've seen we've seen some stuff on Twitter. Are, oh yeah, are you, yeah, I love to mess around. Are, are you a Justin Bieber fan at all? Oh no, not the chance. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance, man. So, so, so what would your what would your taste in music? What's your taste in music look like? What do you like? I, I'm a big hip hop fan. Okay. Um, I like a lot of sort of. The independent stuff. Okay. And that. So there's a few few US artists I'm liking at the moment. Uh, I don't know if it's actually independent or they sign a deal. Uh, Run the Jewels. Okay. Don't know them. Nope. Um, I think they're from Atlanta. They're, they're good. Um, okay. You've got these are called B. Dolan. I think he's originally, I'm not sure if he's originally from New York, but I know he spent a lot of time there. ASAP Rock. People like that. Okay. So yeah, who do you like well, from the US? Like that we would know. Wu Tang. 
I love the Wu Tang, ODB. I love a lot yep. of the old stuff like that. Yeah. Ah, okay. The old stuff. Uh, Nas is like first few albums and things like that. Uh, nice. Like the throwback. Yeah, yeah, I like the older stuff, man. The old stuff, KRS One. Yeah. Public Enemy. Yeah, old people like that. I like all the old stuff. Man, that's all. Like the, that's all stuff Pat grew up listening to. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, with you. I'm with you, B. Yeah. You and I are on the same way. Yeah, but always, always open, man, to listening to new stuff. Like you can never get enough music, can you, man? It's like, well, I mean, you know, when you look at some of the more popular artists right now, right, right from London, England, you got Sam Smith. So, you know, would you rather have Sam Smith, Adele, or One Direction? Or well, who would I pick out in free? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I don't know. Uh, I have to be probably Adele, wouldn't it? They would do, right, they would do my head in. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, well, what, can you sing a few bars from from Adele for us? I I don't know any songs, any <laughs> any what, lyrics right. of any of them, man. I don't when I man, when I'm uh, back home, I don't even listen to the radio. I refuse to put the radio on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no chance, man. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reel us back in, Beef. I'm gonna get us back to to golf here. So, so <laughs> when you won the Spanish Open, what what was your first purchase, or maybe your most ridiculous purchase? Pinata suit. Well, I went to. I went dressed as a pinata when we went. Oh yeah, the party that. on the Friday. That was by far the dumbest thing I ever bought. <laughs> how how much was that? Like twenty quid or something, man. It was like an all fit one, but it was a bit tight. <laughs> it didn't fit everyone. <laughs> they lied. Yeah, so there's uh I, I saw that video. It's uh you're in the pinata suit and you're at your home golf club, I think, right? And you're just you're yeah. celebrating. That's a great yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, it was with that might be the, good... that might be the best first purchase anyone's ever made, honestly. Yeah, that, yeah that's, well, that's it was like a few of my mates mentioned it, and I was thinking, oh man, what can I go with? And I was like, my girlfriend saw it and was like, you need to go as a pinata. And I looked at it and I was just like, really? <laughs> she was like, yeah. I was like, go on, I'll do it. I was like, I don't care. I was like, I'll do it. And then well, I just cool and everyone looked at me. Everyone looked and was just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So. So since you've been over here, you know you're at the you're at Oakmont, and uh, you know you're obviously playing at uh, Firestone this week. Who are uh, some of the players you've gotten to know more recently? And uh, you know, tell us a little about you know who are some of those guys who you're hanging out with. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting since since Spain. Ricky Fowler sent a message through Twitter saying, "Well done." Um, I've had a chat, and we've been trying to arrange like a practice round and stuff here and there, but we kind of keep missing each other. Um, he's messaged me a couple of times and he's playing at like 8 in the morning and I'm like mate I ain't getting up at 8 o'clock <laughs> like half 6 to play man <laughs> and that uh, so we said maybe we'll try and get one couple of weeks at the Open um, so yeah it's, it's been been in touch with him a little bit um, yeah I had a brief chat with Jordan the other day and uh, he seemed really nice um, I- yeah it's just good like Johnson as well like, nice guy. And uh, so generally, just, yeah, if I see someone, just sit down, have a chat, or if they're eating or whatever, man, just join them, and then just talk shit. 
It sounds like it sounds like you're trying to weasel. It sounds like you're trying to weasel your way into SB two K seventeen. I would ruin that. It'd be the end of it if I went. It'd be the end. No, I think we'd, I think you'd get banned from the golf course. I think it'd be more fun. Well, what about? Um, I, I know you've been. I know you've been mistaken a couple times for Shane Lowry. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, what What do you think? Like if if I were to say. Like if you, if you and Shane were to compete in something, like where are you going to be? What are you better at than Shane Lowry? Like, what do you think you're just? I'm just better at this than Shane Lowry. Don't don't mistake me for Shane Lowry. Oh man, I have no idea. Triple jump? I don't know. Pole vault or something? <laughs> <laughs> something like that? I don't know, man. <laughs> listen, listen. If you hook up that, if you hook that up, you need to let Tour Junkie sponsor that. We will totally sponsor that. Um, what about the eating competition? Either one, we'll take either one. They're all they all sound they all sound promising. So beef, we uh, you know we talked about how we do uh, try and offer a little fantasy advice on our show. Um, so you know, in a few weeks, you're playing your second Open Championship uh, at Royal Troon in Scotland. So have you have you mm. played the course before? Uh, do you do you tend to play well in Scotland? And and what do you think it's going to take you know to to win that tournament? Oh man, I, I go from I go from event to event, you know. And I, I turn up and as always give a hundred percent. Never give up. I've never played Troon. No, we got the Scottish Open the week before next week, and in Troon, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't like to predict too much, man. I will see when we get there. I've see what the course is like and that and go from there man i think if you sort of predict too much and, and think about it too much it, it doesn't do you any favors so like just turn up and play and see what happens man as long as i prepare as well as i can and then go from there and just play and see what happens well uh well last last thing we want to do before we let you out of here beef is uh I know, I know you started a foundation uh the noel johnson foundation you want to tell us a little bit about that and and maybe uh you know we actually have listeners in the uk so um, yeah. we got listeners all over the all over the world, and, and maybe you tell us a little bit more about it, and how we can find out more. Yeah, it's um, we start we started it. Um, it's ten years this year since my dad died, and um, we started it in favor of him, like in honor of him, because basically when I well when I was growing up and that he helped the juniors at my home golf course and stuff. So, um. At the moment, we're struggling at juniors at my golf club, and that. So we're trying to like get kids back in, get kids back into golf, and um, get them playing again. You know, when when I was a kid, there was about probably fifteen, twenty of us, and it's a small golf club. It's not, it's not like a renowned golf course. And yeah. we had like four or five of us who like turned pro, and that some are still playing on other tours. Others are sort of like club professionals and stuff like that. But I'm still mates with pretty much all of them, you know? So it's like yeah. the people I kind of grew up with and I made a lot of friends out of it. And that, and I think that's important for kids as well. We're trying to give kids the chance to basically have a go and um, and try it out. And then want to advance it into sort of more sports, you know? Because if you get like 100 kids and that, 10 of them might like golf and that and really enjoy it. But then others might like boxing or tennis or whatever you know and just give kids a chance to try every other sport because you don't know what they're necessarily going to be good at or what they like and then I think like it's a good way to sort of get kids some discipline and like make friends and that and be social so um, 
that's what we basically want to do. And my dad was all for that, you know. Anywhere we went, uh, if it was either the golf range or golf course or we were playing like other sports and stuff like that, and that he'd get everyone involved, regardless who they were, where they're from, you know. And that's, that's basically what we want to do with it. Oh. So, yeah, trying to raise money to the, give kids a chance, man, because you never know what they're going to be good at. That's right, yeah. That's cool. I saw, um, I read something where you, you, you said, like, when you were playing golf as a kid with your dad, he would grab your clubs and give them to other kids just so they could just so they could play, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go down the range and that, and there kids there and that, and He's like, yeah, hit this one, hit that one, man, and and that, and like help him out, and that, I'd be whacking balls and and stuff and that, and he'd be out there like trying to sort out their grip or whatever, and and help him out, and it was like everywhere we went, it was like that, you know, it was like yeah, yeah it never mattered where they were from, and that who they were, it was wicked, and that, and that's what we want to do, man. So if kids don't get the chance, they'll never know if they're going to be good at something, and that's so right. they need that chance, and I was always lucky enough, man. I tried everything. I was literally crap at everything is that golf. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, your dad sounds yeah, like a good guy. Can you can you tell us uh, the website and the Twitter handle? Yes, uh, the NJ Foundation Twitter. I think it's at NJ Foundation, um, and that and it's linked up on my Twitter as well, Beef Golf. So, okay, yeah, you'll see it on my page there as well. Great. Well, Beef, uh, we appreciate you hopping on in the middle of a tour week for you and, and a, a tournament week for you. And we appreciate you being on Tour Junkies podcast. We wish you the best of luck this week and uh, especially at the Open. Hope to do well there. And, uh, we want to hear more from you and be back on. If you guys don't follow Beef already on Twitter, it is at Beef Golf, hashtag Team Beef. So um, if somebody yells Tour Junkies at the guy, so he'll do something crazy, maybe. <laughs> we can choose, man. I've loved it. Loved it, man. Thanks, guys. No, yeah, I'll be back on. <laughs> What's up, golf addicts? It's David. I am on the phone with a friend of ours from over in England. He's been on the show before. You guys know him. His name's Ben Coley. You can find him on Twitter at Ben Coley Golf. He's the deputy editor for the Sporting Life. Check him out on SportingLife.com does some great uh, betting previews and articles. We, we had him on our betting show uh, maybe a month and a half or so ago. So we brought Ben in to kind of talk a little bit about Royal Troon Golf Club and what he's seeing as he gets into the research and we look ahead to the Open. So, Ben, how are you doing, man? I'm good, David. Thanks for having me on again. Not a problem. Thanks for coming on. So tell us what you know. how deep you've been able to get into the research of Royal Troon. I know you tend to look ahead of these things. So just talking about the course and what you know of the course, I believe this is the eighth, uh, eighth or so time the, 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 the Open has been hosted here. So tell us about what you know. Yeah, well, it's one of the courses we don't see as often as others. Obviously, last year we were at St. Andrews, which we're all pretty familiar with. Uh, Troon's not been used since 2004. Uh, and before that, 1997. So just once a decade, the last couple. Uh, and one of the things that stands out is good news for a lot of your listeners, I guess, is that the, the dominance of the American players. You look back through history and you've got to go back to 1950 and the great Bobby Locke for the last time a non-American won at Troon. Wow. So there'll be a lot of guys uh, flying over from the John Deere maybe or or maybe coming over before then who, who look at that and see that, you know, they can win this tournament. And one of the things I always think when we look at the Open over here in Europe, people say, oh, the Americans don't know how to play Lynx golf. They don't like it when it's wet and when it's windy and when it's cold. 
And we see year on year that that's just not true. Zach Johnson last year, obviously, Phil back in 2013, um, Stuart Sink when we were on the, the coast in Scotland, just down from Troon, actually, at Turnbury. Uh, and yeah. I think probably the Americans will feel really good about it again. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's a classic Lynx golf course. It really is. When you look at it on a map, it goes along the coast and then it comes back. So, depending which way the wind blows, that'll be a really interesting thing to follow because if you get a a headwind, then it's going to play much different from one nine to the next. But it's just a classic links test, and I think that will probably favour some players with a little bit of experience and maybe an old head on young shoulders. I like that. I like that. I didn't know that about the uh, about the American success at Royal Troon, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, when, when you look at the layout of the course, it does look like it's a, a fairly straightforward golf course. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's it's nothing flashy. So the first thing I, I want to know is, you know, as we look at course fit off the tee, you know, is this a, you know, there's a lot of talk about Oakmont leading up to Oakmont as, as far as accuracy being a premium, uh, that the rough was going to be so penal. And of course they, they cut it down a little bit right, right before the, the, the event started. And uh, we saw some of the bombers take advantage. Um, what do you think about as far as off the tee? Is this going to be, you know, one of those one of those courses where accuracy is a total premium, or are we going to be able to get away with, a, you know, spraying the ball a little bit off the tee? It's not the widest of courses on the open road, so it, it'll feel a little bit narrower as well because it should hopefully play firm and fast. We've had a pretty wet summer over here, so there's a chance that if that continues for the next 10 days or so, then it could play soft and, and you tend to find with these links courses if it does play soft if the wind doesn't blow it'll get taken apart um we saw 10 under win in 2004 and that was playing firm when justin leonard won in 1997 it played firm he won in 12 under so if it did get soft that would change everything but hopefully we get a nice firm test and if we do i think keeping it in play off the tee is a big factor and um, justin leonard obviously one of the straighter hitters in U.S. golf at the time of his win back in 97. Todd Hamilton as yeah. well. I remember when he won, he was just hitting hybrid. After it, it seemed whether he had 200 yards or five yards, he was hitting a hybrid. Um, <laughs> and it's just that creativity and subtleness and course management um, that, that really seemed to play into his hands. I mean, Phil played really well here in, in 2004, and he's wild off the tee, but I think with Phil, we know that the rules don't usually apply. So yeah. in answer to your question, I think keeping the ball in play is a must. I mean, when Leonard came back here in 2004, he, he finished in the top 20 again. Um, and I think that's that's kind of the mould you're looking for, a, a Justin Leonard-type player, obviously. Um, time's moved on a little bit. Golf's changed a little bit. But I still think you'll see some more accurate players at the top of the leaderboard. And someone like like Brandon Grace, uh, he's, he's really good with his driver. He likes to hit that. I, I know we kind of all remember that tee shot he hit on 16 at, at Chambers Bay. But usually when he gets the driver out, he hits a little cut doesn't go more than about 20 yards off the ground and he, he used that really really well when he went at Harbour Town earlier this year and it, it's a player with that creativity off the tee who's not just going to tee it high and, and let it fly uh, that's yeah. probably going to be best served here yeah well wow, you really threw me back with the Todd Hamilton reference I mean who knows what that guy's doing right now I forgot all about him that's a good one um, it's amazing you so, know, when you look back and you think Ernie yeah. was against Todd Hamilton in a playoff and Todd Hamilton won oh. I mean that, that's the, the great thing about the Open whether you're playing yeah. fantasy golf whether you're betting on golf the great thing about the Open is you can be the best player in the world but if you get two hours in, in high winds you, you're going to be in trouble when Rory McIlroy played St Andrews in 2010 
leading after round one and then no chance after round two. And we see right. you go through go through history and you see names that, you know, you see Darren Clark, you see Stuart Singh. You see players who really, they're, they're very good, they're very successful, but they really thrive under these conditions. And I think it's a, a great level. I, I think it brings players so much closer to Jason Day than they would be, uh, of course, like Oakmont, like uh, where we're playing the PGA, the name is Baltas role, that's it, uh, later in the year. So it's a great level. So what about other, you know, other key things or, or statistics, if you will, to look at as far as, you know, I mean, obviously you've got some, some dangerous bunkers, uh, bunkering as well here at Royal Troon is tough. And, you know, I don't really know much about the greens either. I haven't really, you know, dived too deep into those at the, at the moment. So, uh, is is the premium on the course just going to be off the tee, or do you think there's other there's other things that you're going to have to look at? You know, pretty pretty hard to uh, to nail down a good player here. Well, it's probably not the answer you want, but it, it really is an all round test. If you look at the stats from 2004, Todd Hamilton ranks in the top 25 of every single normal statistical category. I know we've gone sort of strokes game crazy since then. Yeah, he was tenth yeah. for distance. He was 25th for driving accuracy. He was 19 for greens, 11th for scrambling, 9th for putting. And you look at the top 10 on the leaderboard, Ernie Els, who was second in the playoff, he led the all-around. In fifth, Thomas Leve, who's not, you know, not the most successful player in the history of French golf, he was <laughs> second in the all-around. He finished fifth. Uh, Davis Love, he was tied fifth. He was fourth in the all-around. Phil Mickelson was third in the all-around, and he finished third. So... It's an all-round test of golf. You've got to keep it in play from the tee. You've got to hit a variety of shots into the greens. You are going to miss greens. You've got to scramble well and lag putting as ever. They are pretty big greens, not as big by any stretch as St. Andrews, but still above average greens. So you've got to you've got to be in control there. Three putts are going to be costly. So it's it makes life difficult for us trying to find the right player. But I really think from a statistical point of view, it's an all-around player you want. But for me, the big thing is finding those players who've played well on similar golf courses who thrive when they're playing Lynx golf. So what are some courses? What are those key courses you're looking at? I mean, St. Andrews, obviously, and what, what are some more? Yeah, one of the best points is will probably be the Scottish Open the week before the Open Championship. They're going back to Castle Stewart this year, which is a Lynx golf course, not quite like Troon. It's, it's a modern Lynx. It's very wide. Uh, it's very low scoring. When Luke Donald won there in, what, 2011, that was a 54-hole event, and he shot 19 under. So it will be low yeah. scoring. But if you remember, Phil Mickelson won the Scottish Open at Castle Stewart, and then he went and won the Open at Muirfield. Henrik Stenson probably could have won that week, and he went and finished second. So it really will be a good pointer. If you're looking for things that we've already got in the book, I think the RBC Heritage is the best U.S. pointer. Uh, Brandon Grace obviously won that, and I'm really, really keen on him for the Open. Uh, he won that with Russ, Russell Knox in second and Luke Donald there as well. Sort of steady, straight, course management yep. type guys who scramble really well. And if you go back as well in the, in the heritage, you, you see players like Brant Snedeker. He's got a great record there, and he could have won the Open the year only Elf last won it. You see Jim Furyk, who's got a really good record in the Open, including here uh, at Troon, where he played really, really well in 1997. And even players like Zach Johnson, he's played well there, obviously, when the Open last year. Players that are a little bit more creative. Stuart Sink, he's a, he's a Harbour Town uh, specialist. He obviously won the Open yeah. at Turnbury, which is, that's about 50 kilometres away from, from Troon. So it's going to be <clears> the same part of Scotland. Um, so I think that's a really good pointer, and Brandon Grace really stands out from that. You also probably look at the Honda Classic. Obviously, Parade Harrington won that 
uh, last year, two-time Open champion. Um, Jeff Ogilvie's played well. He plays tough golf course as well, and he's played really well in the Honda before. That's probably another good pointer, but I think the best pointer certainly will be the Scottish Open. Also, look at the Irish Open. Um, year on year, that, that well, recently it's been played on the Lynx golf course. It wasn't this year, but if you go back to 2015, Soren Kjelsen won that in a playoff, and that was firm and fast at Royal County Down, which is a real old-fashioned Lynx golf course, so certainly worth looking at that leaderboard. Love it. That's great stuff, Ben. So what about, let's let's talk, before we let you go, let's talk some players. Uh, obviously, you uh, we can tell you're high on Brendan Grace, and and sounds like for good reason. Will definitely be one we'll have our eye on. So, uh, but but looking at you know the, the stuff that you do, the bets, the outright uh, the outright betting, and uh, maybe your top tens or top fives. Who are you? Uh, who are you eyeing right now? Or who are you? Can you give us a little preview of who you're going to write up? Yeah, I, subject to change, I would have to say that because um, I, mm-hmm. I certainly I'm I'm going to let the Scottish Open give me some more yeah. clues but as as things stand going back to that heritage leaderboard I, I really quite like Russell Knox I know he's not been playing fantastically well over the last couple of weeks but his record on Lynx golf courses is pretty solid um he missed the cut in the open last year but that was at St Andrews and it was his first start in the open championship as a Scotsman maybe it was just a little bit too much for him and obviously since then he's won a world golf championship and on a similar line of thinking, I'm really quite keen on Kevin Kisner, and I'm, I'm glad to see that his game's coming around. Really? He's mm. got a guy who, when, when you're looking for someone who's going to be reasonably long, but not monstrously long, who hits a lot of fairways, who hits a lot of greens, who scrambles well, who has no obvious weaknesses, and who can play a tough golf course well, Kevin Kisner really stands out among the U.S. players. And as I said, they, they have done really, really well here in the past. I think he's really interesting and could be one to watch probably top 10, top 20. And certainly he'd be interesting from a fantasy golf perspective. What I'd also say is when you look at the top of the betting and and the top of the the pricing on fantasy golf, this is such a leveler that I I think it's one of the best opportunities of the year to take on Jason Day and to take on Rory McIlroy. I know they nearly won the Open last year and Rory did win it at Hoylake, but both times the the, the weather had kind of saturated the golf courses and they're just not perfect. Those guys like to hit it high, right? They like to hit it as high as they can, as far as they can. And it's just going to require a little bit more thought here. So I'd look to guys like Garcia. I mean, he should play well, whether he can win one of these. We saw he kind of had a bit of a meltdown on the back nine at Oakmont and maybe it's always yep. going to be a little bit like that for him. Uh, but I'd certainly look to him. And probably the best of the European challenges, I would say, is Martin Keimer. Um, He's just a, a, a patient, thorough professional, loves Lynx golf. Uh, he's played really well in Europe this year. I know he's not been in the top 10, top 20 in the States, but when he's come back to Europe, he's found a bit of comfort and he's just on the fringes of the Ryder Cup team. So he's extra motivated right now. And I think he'll play really, really well. Over here, he's sort of 50 to 1 to win it. And I, I'd be a little bit surprised if he does something that makes me change my mind because I really think he'll go really close to the tree. What are what are Kisner's odds over there right now? What are you seeing? He's about 150 to one. Um, obviously, he's he's played well at Firestone, so um, I don't think he's playing uh, the Scottish Open or the John Deere, but I couldn't be certain on that. Um, oh, it's not the John Deere, is it this year? Um, there isn't a, a PGA. Tour well, it was. I don't think it, it was. Yeah, it was the Greenbrier, but it's been cancelled because of. Uh, so of there course, is no PGA yeah. event. So. 
So, yeah, if he goes with this sort of decent week at Firestone behind him, his odds aren't going to get much bigger. But I think already, you know, you're getting 150 to 1. I'm not going to turn my nose up at that. I, I think he's got all the qualities. He's just had a bit of a rough patch. I know he got into a little bit of trouble with Augusta, didn't he, for, uh, for, yeah. for misbehaving a little bit. But uh, maybe that's behind mm-hmm. him now, and he's ready to remind I mean, look, this time last year, he was one of the hottest golfers on the planet. And I think all this experience he's gathered um, contending in a World Golf Championship, winning... On a on a links-ish course, you know, when you want to see Ireland, that's by the coast. It plays pretty firm. There's not a lot of trees. So in some ways, that's yep. a good pointer. And um, he, he's got that all-around game that I look for. And, and Jim Furyk could be another one. I actually bet Jim Furyk for this about six months ago. Um, obviously, wow. he's had his, his injury. And he came back, played really well at Oakmont, but has not done a lot else. But I'm hoping that a return to this sort of golf where you've really got to think about it will help him in the same way that he was helped uh, playing on home soil at Oakmont. Well, with that bet, I'm sure you were glad to see him play well here recently, so that's good. And, and you know, Kiz, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, Kiz has the skill set. He's just he's not been in great form lately. So I'm going to ask you one more thing about some players before you go. What about some guys on the European tour, you know, as we look at uh, as we look at the field when, it, when it's final and it comes out, there's always, for, for us Americans, obviously, we're, we're going to be a little clueless as to some of the names that pop up. Uh, you know, that, that are you tend to see over on the European tour and, and other tours over there. So are there some are there some guys like that that may be a little unknown that, that could be some dark horses for a top twenty or so? Yeah, definitely. Um, the one who stands out is Chris Wood. He's actually quite short odds over here. He's kind of sixty six, eighty to one, which puts him alongside Justin Thomas. Now, if you ask an American golf fan who's Chris Wood, who's Justin Thomas, I think they'd all know who Justin Thomas is, and yeah, some yeah. of them wouldn't be so familiar with Chris Wood. Um, obviously, he won our flagship event, the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. So that's a, a big step forward in his career. Previous right. to that, he'd won the Qatar Masters. And the Qatar Masters, actually, if you really want to look at some sort of slightly peculiar form guides, the Qatar Masters has got a role of honor, which is full of open champions or people who played the open well. Uh, Ernie's won there. Paul Laurie's won there. Adam Scott has won there. Sergio's won there. So the fact that Chris Wood won there, and it does—it is an exposed golf course where the wind blows. That's a real positive as far as he's concerned. So I think he's interesting. He might be a low value on fancy golf, so he could—he could really be one to keep an eye on. And um, then you sort of go down to the ones at, at bigger odds. Soren Kjelsen, and um, he's a—he won the Irish Open last year at Royal County Down. It was—it was minus five winning score. He doesn't hit the ball very far, but he does hit it straight. He's probably not a dissimilar player to Kidman, albeit he's uh, he's a few years older. And just two more I give you. Um, Colin Montgomery. Now, don't laugh here. Whoa. No Colin Montgomery, well, there's no way he's going to win, right? Right, right, so this right. Is his final, this is his final Open Championship, and he qualified for it last week. It's, it's home. His dad was the club secretary at Troon, so this is where he learned to play golf. Wow. And he's going back there in a great frame of mind. He's been playing great golf on the Champions Tour. He's obviously won a couple of majors there. And I, I really think he could he could do something, whether that's he could lead after round one, whether that's he could just finish in the top 20. But this is not a golf course where people can overpower it. And I think he could do something. I don't, I don't know what that is, but hopefully I'm, I'm going to be betting him for the first round leader. I may even back him to be like the top Scottish player, which we can do over here. Um, yeah. Because I think I think he can play well. I do. I think I think age is, is no real barrier in the open. We saw Tom Watson nearly win it, and although yep. it's asking a lot for Monty to do the same, that was a, like I said, that was at Turnbury. 
very similar golf course where a little bit of nous and experience and patience. I don't know if Monty's got patience, but the other things he certainly has, they, they go a long way. Um, so I'm hoping to see him, you know, give the locals something to cheer for at least a day or two. Interesting. Well, that's, um, that's great stuff, Ben. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll be looking out for the article that comes out. Um, and, you know, once again, you guys can find him on Twitter at Ben Coley Golf. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully a, a returning guest frequently on the Tour Junkies podcast. We appreciate Ben taking some time out and uh, and giving us some great insights. So Ben, thanks again, and, and best of luck in all the in all the wagers for the Open. And um, we appreciate it. Thanks, David. If, uh, if if Colin Montgomery somehow wins the Open, I might come over and visit you guys on the the whole day of the last time. <laughs> Man, we, we got a we got a party if Montgomery if Montgomery wins the Open. We're we're, uh, we'll treat you. You just come see us, and we will just we'll blast it all over social media that that Ben Coley called it. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, thanks, Ben. Have a good one, man. Thanks, David. Speak to you soon. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included, so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.